Welcome back to the Jake and Bauer Show. Our guest this afternoon, you might not recognize his name right away, but he has directed and produced and was a writer for and cinematographer some of the biggest movies out there. Above the Law, Under Siege with Steven Seagal, Chain Reaction, Collateral Damage, Let's Not Forget The Fugitive, and... He's re-releasing a movie from 1978 on streaming this week called Stony Island. Yeah, you see one city, you've seen them all. Only thing that makes them different is how they feel. Look at this, downtown Chicago. Chicago's a nice town if you're looking for pizza. You just remember to come in when that solo comes in. Something funny about saxophone players, you guys are always late. Just leave me out of your vocabulary. Yeah, the vibes in Chicago make me feel like we're going to do it tonight. We're going to kill them, killer. You're the only person I know that does a floor show for everyone on the L platform. The whole world is a stage. It's obvious. Please welcome Hollywood director Andrew Davis. I'm glad to talk to you, Jake and Bauer. We're in the great state of Minnesota. Have you ever shot a movie here? No, but my my sister lived there for a while, and I had my wife's family is from Watsika and Fair Fairview, Fairbolt? Fairhope, yep. Fairhope, yep, Fairbolt, yep. and uh, so 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 I, my wife comes from a, a Minnesota farm family, and uh, there's actually some connections to this movie because uh, my brother Richie, who's the lead in this band movie about a kid putting a band together on the south right. side of Chicago. His, his former bass player, Malcolm, moved up to Minnesota, and a young kid used to hang out with him and said, show me how to play funky, and his name was Prince. Aha! So the, there, was an influence, there was an influence uh, of Chicago funky music with that young kid, Prince. Wow. I can tell you, right now, if you go and watch this movie, Stony Island, today, it's like driving through small town Minnesota today. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say that? Because we haven't changed much. You're saying we're so far behind the times that it feels like it's modern no. day versions of Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. I was watching. And I'm like, wow, this looks like a lot of the uh, small towns in Minnesota today. The South Side of Chicago looks like small towns in Minnesota. Boy, things have really changed, <laughs> right? Anyway, um, but you know, you know, the thing is, the kids. Is this a film set in 1978? And uh, you know, the kid. It's about white and black kids getting along, putting a band together. And, uh, you know, I wanted to tell the story about how music's a common language and how this culture travels all over the world. You know, the, the chess records on the south side of Chicago were Muddy Waters and, and uh, Buddy Guy and all these people recorded. That's where the Rolling Stones and, and Led Zeppelin, they heard that music and, mm-hmm. they, and, they, and they dug it. And they came back to Chicago, actually recorded. The Stones have a song called 2120 South Michigan Avenue. So this music has traveled all over the world. And the South Side Chicago is where, you know, Herbie Hancock and Shaka Khan and Curtis Mayfield and all kinds of people grew up. Man. And so it's got a, it's got a contemporary influence on all kinds of music. And, and when we made the movie, I put together my brother and his best friend, Stoney Robinson, who lived down the street. And, and they wanted to put a band together. And I met a guy named Gene Barge who was a producer who had been a producer at Chess. He was now producing Natalie Cole's first album. And we put his rhythm section, section together and created the Stony Island Band. And it's, you know, it's, it's about what it means to struggle and, 
and be hungry and put a band together back in the 70s. And these kids are wearing bell bottoms and, you know, different kind of clothes that are now hip to gay. And, and uh, Tax Fujimoto shot it, a great cameraman who was my assistant at the time, and Dove Honig, who cut a lot of Michael Mann's movies and The Fugitives. He edited it. And it looks a lot, it's got, it's a template for my later films, because if you look at The Fugitive and you look at Stony Island, you see a lot of parallels, mm -hmm. the trains and the texture of the city and the real neighborhoods, not just the iconic tourist places. So uh, in the movie, there's a guy holding a guitar. Is that Jeffrey Donovan from Burn Notice? No, it isn't. It, Den, Dennis Franz is in the movie, yes. by the way. It's his first, first movie, Meshach Taylor. And Susanna Hoffs was the daughter of my partner, the, my Pammy Hoffs. She was a young kid trying to break into the music business. In wow. Wow. Susanna Hoffs of the Bangles. That's awesome. So did you always think that this would be, I'm not just stand the test of time, obviously. I think when you're, and correct me if I'm wrong, but when you're creating a film like this, you want to create something that you feel is going to stand the test of time. But did you think that this would be something that would carry over to a point where you could re-release this, uh, digitize it, do whatever you wanted to, but you wanted to get it to another generation some years later. Well, you always hope that your children live on and get to go to college, you know, right, get, right. get degrees and have their own families, sure. you know, and this is my first child. And, uh, and so, um, you know, I've known all along that the music was in live because if you listen to music today, I mean, how many times can you go around the world and listen to Earth, Wind, and Fire? Right. It's everywhere. Right. Right. Well, Gene Barge, who produced the music for this movie, for the, the live music, his rhythm section at Chess Records was Donny Hathaway and Maurice White, who later started mm -hmm. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Mm -hmm. So, so, so it's, it's got a contemporary hip groove, and the score is done by Dave Matthews, not not the, the guitar playing Dave Matthews, right. but the guy who used to run the CTI records for after Bob James, David Sanborn's on the score. So it's 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 a very hip sounding soundtrack plus a really neat R and B band, and uh, I think so. The music lives on. The look of the film it feels like my other movies. You know, it's got this kind of Chicago reality to it, and um, so I think that that the idea that. You know, over the over time, people could. You know, when we made this movie, there was no VHS. Right. There was no cable. Right. There wasn't. You know, if you play, it played in the theaters. It got incredible. Re we these are the best reviews I ever got in my life for Stony Island from the biggest critics in America. I mean, there was no and streaming. Is, there was no streaming. Like all the ways kids, kid, my kids are getting movies these days on their phone, uh, through their iPad, through the streaming service. None of that existed when you made this in 1978. I know. So now they can stream it onto a 65-inch television <laughs> see, with a big sound system, right? Yes. And they can watch it in, in full reality. So, so, so when when the movie came out, um, what happened was it was it opened in, like for example, Chicago. It played in about 12, 15 theaters, and black kids started going into white theaters. And the theater owner said, oh, boy, we can't do have this or scare away our, our white trade. So they changed the name to my main man from Stony Island, tried to sell it as a black exploitation. Oh, okay. It was a, it was, it was a tragic thing. And so the film had launched my career. I became a, a director, and everybody on the movie sort of moved on to their next stage of their careers. And my brother became a studio musician and did jingles and stuff like that. But it was sad, so it sort of disappeared, you know. But it's been brought back to festivals here once in a while. But now it's available to be seen, you know, uh, all over the country, all over the world. 
Wow. And uh, so if you, it's available on all these different platforms. Stony Island, there's no E in Stony, by the way. It's the name right. of the street, S-T-O-N-Y, and, or, or andrewdavisfilms.com, and you can watch it. And there's a documentary you can see on my website for free called The Making of Stony Island, which we did a few years ago with Chuck D. and Quincy Jones talking about the movie. That is so and cool. Susanna Hoffs is in it. Is it and all these and you see what happened. Who went to work with Stevie Wonder? Who went to work with uh, you know Smokey Robbins? Smokey Robinson. So there's there's all kinds of different types of uh, people who've gone on and uh, and I think you know, people get a kick out of it. And and there's I feel like there's kind of this like if my kids if I told my kids about this movie and my daughter my 16 year old who loves music went to go check it out I'd be like no 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 take the headphones out. Put it on the big sound system on our television in the living room. You're going to want to really catch all the intricacies of this on a bigger level of sound. That's probably the way you would recommend this, correct? Absolutely. We saw we we just had a screening at the Cisco Theater in Chicago uh, as part of the launching of this 45th anniversary, and it was this the music is incredible. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I got to hear it in 5.1, and and uh, it just it, David, the score is is lyrical. It's it's funny because when you see the Fugitive and you listen to James Newton Howard's score, it's almost you know like an opera because right. there's a lot of shots of Harrison and Tommy Lee going through the city. You know, it, you get to watch the city and feel this music. And this this and well, the same thing in Stony Island. There's a lot of stuff for the kids trying to breakthrough and traveling on L trains and looking for their, their guitars and stuff like that. And David Matthews, who did the score with David Sanborn and all kinds of interesting musicians really captures the feel of the city. Last question I've got for you, because Jake and I have a wager here. Who ate more Chicago pizza on the set? Steven Seagal or Dennis Franz? <laughs> well, it's interesting because it's, 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 I actually order pizzas from Chicago six at a time. They come frozen, you know, deep yeah. dish pizza. Nice. You go to taste, go to taste of Chicago. Okay. Anyway, but uh, hot dogs are the thing in Chicago. If you look at the, in the future, yeah. there's a scene where this kid gets arrested and they're all eating hot dogs in the police station. A dirty scene. dog. Yeah, the dirty dogs. Well, I don't know. Why do you call them dirty? A lot Michigan of them. Avenue. The street yeah, you dogs. Go down to Michigan Avenue, yeah. get a dirty dog. Uh, what's the Minnesota counterpart to a dirty dog? Mm. Hot dish. Cheese curds. I imagine. Holy <laughs> There you go. Well, look, I can't wait. I'm going to see this again. I, I, it's, it's been a while, but I now I'm going to bring my 16 year old daughter to the table to check out Stony Island. I suggest everybody else. And what better uh, time than tell all the kids that that would be great. Tell yeah. uh, you know if the young kids are going to dig this because it's a, what it's about. It's it's a, it's a touching story and it's very hip. So tell the kids all about it. Absolutely, yeah. we will definitely do. Thank you so much, uh, Andrew. We appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time to join us here before Thanksgiving and a very happy Thanksgiving to you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, come on, Andrew. Everybody knows what a dirty dog is. Don't forget to check out Stony Island, maybe even this Thanksgiving weekend, on demand and on digital. I guess it's both the same thing, right? Hour number two of the Jake and Bauer Show, on demand right here next. There's more here than meets the ear. Jake and Bauer.